It is the Brad and Brit cast. Glad you're with us here. How do I sound? How do I look? How do you sound? How do you look? How do you feel? How do you feel? Beautiful in all the ways. I I never thought that uh, this question would expand out to to, uh, this point, but apparently uh, it has. It's, uh, are you better off than you were 20 years ago? Okay. Mm -hmm. It's, are you better off than you were 20 years ago? Of course, they're asking that because it's, uh, you know, 20 years since, uh, since Mm 9-11. And um, in what is possibly the least surprising bit of uh, data from a poll that uh, maybe you've ever seen. Um, 46% of the people surveyed, this is Washington Post, ABC News, say the events of 9-11 changed the country for the worse. 33% say they changed the country for the better. Who are these people? I don't know. What the hell happened on 9-11 to make the country better? But, okay, but 10 years ago, um, it was about 50, 50, uh, back, believe it or not, they took this in 2002, which was what? 10 years after nine 11, 11 years, 55% had said the country had changed for the better in the 10 years. Is that some kind of bizarre weirdo nostalgia for, oh, we were all, we were all on the same page. We were all, blah, 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 blah. that was about a minute long. That was a that was about three minutes. Long. Okay, it was actually about two weeks, if I remember correctly, because it, it was after about two weeks, the the uh, people lining up at Home Depot to get um, uh, supplies and, and 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 things of that just weird shit that was going that all faded away, really really quickly. And the next thing you know, we're, we're in a war that lasted twenty years. How can you say <laughs> that? What started 20 years ago and turned into a war, and that's just in that isolated part of this idea here, that, that, that we're, we're, we're better off because of what, 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 are we supposed to send thank you notes to uh, all 47 of the surviving bin Laden children? Thanks. How, how, about a, how about an email to Khalid Sheikh Mohammed? You know, they dragged him out finally, put him mm. on, on, on trial for about two seconds the other day, and that's, oh, hold on, we got to wait. Uh, look, how about another 10 years? We tried. Did, did you like that story? Hashtag like that? we tried. Right, right. We just couldn't do it. Can't can't get that done. Um, no, I think that, and no, is, is, is my life individually, is it better than it would have been had there been? You, you don't know that, but I'm just guessing that it would have been. I would have been able to probably travel more freely. We wouldn't have had to go through all this shit with getting on airplanes and, and that kind of personal annoyance um and uh we wouldn't have hundreds of thousands maybe i don't know there's millions of of united states veterans who have uh, been suffering after coming home from the war and will continue to suffer for as long as we're alive uh, then how can you say that the things are better because of what happened that is the dumbest question i've ever seen asked but the answers the the, the results are shocking Maybe I'm missing something here. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I think that's I, – I, I'm trying to think in particular as an average American, somebody who's not connected. If you didn't have a family member that died at the World Trade Center or at the Pentagon or in Shanksville, 
I mean, how has your how has your life really changed in the past twenty years? Except for you, it does take you a lot longer to get on a plane, and you have to remove your belt when you go to a concert and stuff like that. But how how has your life? Are you more are you more aware of the fragility of life? Are you more frightened that we could be attacked at any given moment, or what's what like that? I mean, exactly how how has your life changed in the past since September the eleventh? I mean, that's that's uh, what I would ask. Uh, drilling down here are. Americans safer from terrorism now than before September 11th. Answer right now, 49% say yes. 41% say no. (laughs) I don't know what to make of that. Well, again, the overwhelming, when it comes to terrorism, the overwhelming threat for you now is, is white supremacists. Of course. That's the, right. that is the over people again, but it's a, again, that. it's a bad question. Then you, yeah. you just hit, you just, you killed that. You, you just, <laughs> you, you, you put it in the ground and you stomped it because you're so right, because that, that is not the, the worry right at this moment. The worry is that next week we're going to have another January 6th, not next week. We're going to have another September 11th, right? Next right. week we could have another January 6th when these nutcases show up and, 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 and do something stupid at the Capitol again uh, to to salute the martyrs, the heroes, the patriots of January 6th. God, we are. I know that every I know for a while there it was it was kind of cute to to scare uh, people with, you know, it's the swarthy guy with the turban that's six feet tall and shit. And that's the guy that's going to do you in. And I mean, for a while, that was that was effective, I guess, in scaring people, yeah, but work, yeah. that's not the, that's not the guy that's going to do you in. That's not the guy. It's like, it's almost like it's changed in uh, the, the drug dealer that stands at the corner and, and, and deals crack or whatever. is not the guy that's going to kill you. It's the dude in the $3,000 suit that's peddling opioids. That's the guy that's going to do you in. <laughs> that's the drug dealer you got to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, it's, they're, they're stretching so hard to do something meaningful in relation to the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And, and I do understand it, particularly for the families that lost loved ones in the World Trade Center and the Pentagon in Shanksville. Yeah. I, I feel horrible for those people, but it's such a stretch for the 99.99999% of the rest of us. And I don't know if I want to just go ahead and go off on a rant on the media, but there's just, they, they have to do oh, something. There, there was too much. It's too it, much. It, it, there was a, a woman, uh, you know, there was a woman who lost her life here who was a stewardess. She was a flight attendant and Miss Bradshaw, right? And I, yeah, Ms. and I Brad. thought, boy, they're gonna try to, you know, I don't. And I, I think the family has done something, and they did some media stuff, and they did something on some of the sheriff's cars with the remembrance of her. And hopefully that'll be it, and they won't bother those people again, and then they can go on with their lives and mourn as they need to on the anniversary. It's probably a, a very difficult day for those folks, I would think. But uh, everybody, you, you multiply that many times around around the country with people. Well. This guy died because he was in the World Trade Center. It, it, it does. It does seem like a massive stretch, but it's like we have to do it because we have to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, remember, I, I told you this story. Like after after this happened, I don't mean to laugh, but several months afterwards, and we're trying to get our bearings, and we we had one of the stupid consultant uh, meetings, and it was before you and I worked together, and we were at the company. And they go, well, this nine eleven thing. 
it's going to turn into Patriots Day, and your radio station needs to own this. They need to be in this space. Well there's done. Going to, <laughs> there's, going, there's going to be concerts. There's right. going to be you, name, Will you name this person? I want the name right I now. Can't, I can't. No, I name him. Hey, Britt, you're worried you're not going to work in radio again? Yeah. You'll, you'll never black, work in this town again? Name I him. Can, I could be blackballed from the entire industry if you... <laughs> There were. It wasn't just one guy. There were several people that were in. It was a conspiracy. They were. This is going to be a thing in your town, and there's going to be a parade, and there's going to be concerts, and there's going to say be say it in pig Latin. <laughs> your radio station. You need to really be thinking about how you can you can own this. And I'm like, we're we're just trying to to figure out if we need to play Eminem before two o'clock in the afternoon. I don't think we need to worry about. And I, I'm laughing, but I, I have to admit, I agree with that consultant because there, there is nothing more important than trying to exploit the worst day in everyone's life uh, for for your own purposes. It just doesn't get any any better than that. I'll tell you, okay, I, I got out a calculator, and uh, uh, I've got one right here. I can actually show it uh, for folks who are watching the calculator. And I figured this out. You ready? Yeah. I added 20, the number 20, to 1941. It took me a long time to get the answer, but I got 1961. Right? Uh, are you sure that's right? Can you double check that? Pretty can sure you, it's can you 1961. Crunch those numbers again? Right. So you see where I'm going to go with this. Uh, yeah. So 20 years after Pearl Harbor, it was 1961. I was a little kid. I was six years old. Sure. Um, and I'm almost a thousand percent sure that the 20th anniversary of Pearl Harbor was treated totally different than the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And of course, there's a simple reason why. It's because uh, after 1941, December 7th, four and a half years later, we won the damn war and it was over. We won. We came home. We had parades. Yeah. We have the mo- most iconic photograph of the 20th century taken, I believe, in Times Square, of uh, of that guy kissing that that other girl, and uh, pretty pretty well uh, pretty well spoken, wasn't that? That was good. Uh, uh, a- a- anyway, so uh, and after World War II, we made peace with our enemies, and they made peace with us. And uh, they got back into the community of nations, mm-hmm. and there was a massive 19, economic boom. Huge right, by ni- economic boom. Exactly. By 1961, you could truthfully say that uh, Japan and then West Germany. I think 61 was the year that the Berlin Berlin Wall went up. But yeah. but the, uh, the the good Germans and and the the uh the japanese and the italians right Italy. Right. last time i checked italy was not on our side I, i'll have to check that i don't know sides. my history too well i think, they switched, sides. I think they switched sides at one point I think exactly. they, yeah, they were they were bad guys right, right, right. at one point and so so think of that period of 20 years yeah and if you would ask people are you better off now it's 1961 are you better off than you were in 1941 i'll bet you everybody would say yes yeah. Everybody would 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 say absolutely, but right now, um, not so much, not so much. And I'm not talking about the technological progress or 
you know, what cars looked like in 41 compared to 61. And so, I'm, not, I'm talking about any of, of, of that kind of thing. So um, in in one sense, I mean, I, I guess I'm still surprised that, that, that anybody thinks things are better in the succeeding 20 years based on that event. That just, mm. wow, what, what, what happened there that really uh, flipped your switch? I don't think so. I mean, it was a terrible day. It was a terrible day. And in one sense, we've never recovered from it. I agree with that. We really have not recovered from it. So. Well, I don't think we've dealt with it. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think we've dealt with like it's like it's like a trauma. I don't know if we've dealt with our emotions and everything else that we felt that day and what really happened. We were just a lot of this was about putting things behind us. And I don't think we can ever really put things behind us when it comes to that day. Yeah. Yeah. In particular. Right. And, and part, part of it is Afghanistan. Part of it is fighting a 20 year war. Cause I think there's a, there's a fair amount of evidence that bin Laden was trying to get the United States to engage in a ground war in, in the middle East. Right. And I don't know if he could have dreamed it would have it lasted two decades. It, you know, by, by 1961, the only thing that was left in terms of the militarization that, that happened in the early 1940s around the world was that's when you started to hear all these stories about they would find a guy out in the mountains who didn't hear about the end of World War II. Oh, yeah. Those are good. <laughs> all those. Uh, um, but I, I, I even think those those people have to be all gone by now just because of the numbers. All right. What do you got? What do you got? We got I got a, I got a nice list here. We At least we can remember want. Bin Laden now that Bob, Robert, Robert, Lee's, uh, Robert E. Lee's statue is gone. I don't even remember who he was. Yeah. There's Bob Lee? Room. Yeah, Bobby Lee. Crowd Wasn't that the guy on ESPN? Still, I think he's still there. I think he still does some stuff, maybe. Crowd taunts giant statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee as crew takes it down. So now there's no way we can ever possibly remember him because there is no statue there. And history has been completely forgotten. I don't even know who Robert E. Lee was. I have well, no idea I, who uh, he was. I could never I, know. I, I do have a little breaking news. It turns out that uh, Robert E. Lee, Stonewall Jackson, yeah, Silent Sam, and Jefferson Davis all the statues of those guys collectively, and it's a lot of statues, right? There are multiple statues of each of those people. You've never have been booked, to, you've never they, been to Stone Mountain, have you? I, I've heard about it. I haven't seen it, but I, I hear they have booked an Airbnb somewhere in Tennessee for this weekend. <laughs> and, and as you might guess, because of the way they looked at authority figures, n none of these statues are vaccinated. So I say, stay away from them. Let yes, them right. just just sit there and, and, and lift a glass to their own banishment, because I'm sure that they they still to this day uh, use the old uh, FDR line. I relish the scorn of these people. Right. They're still recalcitrant. See, they still think they were right. right? I could have gone with it if they would have allowed him to put a mask on Robert E. Lee. If they would have <laughs> allowed that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I do always love the argument. We're, you know, we're just never going to remember. History's never. Oh, so the, the trillions of words that have been written, the art, the movies, all that stuff, that's just going to no, go away? For it, it's only the metal, it's just a statue physical <laughs> reproduction <laughs> that allows you to, you know, if uh, uh, if there wasn't a, a, a statue, uh, let, let's pick a modern statue of us. Like there's a statue of Magic Johnson. In yeah. front of the the, uh, the 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 Staples Center where they play basketball, the way if there was no statue of Magic Johnson, no, no one would know who he is. No idea. No and one that, would have a clue. And that's why the statues of Hitler must stay up because if, he, if we <laughs> take them down, there's no way we would never remember who that yes, guy is. Exactly. And of course, that that 
it, it in backwards fashion proves the point. Of course, you don't need a statue to right. Okay, and that's why I insist that we build statues of Timothy McVeigh and Charles Manson immediately because we're we're going to forget who these people right. are. So, here's, here's, here's the question, and, and I, I know that usually, and I didn't see your version of the story. I read that they're they're taking it to an undisclosed location. Okay, <laughs> I get my, right. the my last, you know, that, that which of course reminds you of Dick Cheney. After nine eleven, he was in a <laughs> an undisclosed location in a, in a bunker, and, and probably for good reason, right? We'd just been attacked, but the, the the fact that they feel that there has to be an expenditure of money, or, or, or are they going to pay guards to make sure that the statue is not defaced? Yeah. You know, these are the kind of things they should be melted down, right, and turned into something new and positive. You know, all those beams from the World Trade Center that are all over the country—they're just—they're—they're they're everywhere. People sure. uh, uh, took them and and used them in an appropriate fashion to memorialize the day, or someone from that hometown uh, may have have died, or just someone has a connection that the, the and, and you, you've seen it a lot of times. Compare that. To the craziness of the statue fetish. I don't know I don't what else know, to call it. I don't know what else to call it. It's kind of a fetish, isn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. This, the, and and uh, uh, when you look back on this, when people look back on this, I guess there's going to be some kind of uh, compilation history of Confederate-era statues that survived until... Uh, you know, the beginning of the 21st century. That's really when they started coming down more more quickly. Uh, so that only took, uh, you know, 150 years yeah. for that to happen. But, uh, you know, what, what's going to have to, of course, be included, I think, at the top of all these stories is how they went up, why they went up, what was the symbolism of them being up besides just the fact that this was a person who was in a position in the Confederacy, it was all about saying "fuck you" to reconciliation and reconstruction. Yeah, it was a middle finger. It put, was a middle finger. the country exactly back right. together, right. right? And that—that's really the lesson yeah. of these statues. So, if there's anything positive out of them, it will be that they can be written about in that way, as opposed to the other direction, which will say this was political correctness run amok. That taking these statues down doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. It's just an attempt to destroy and and distort history, um, because uh, as you know, uh, critical white race theory is the most important thing that we need to always be attuned to. Hey, speaking of people from the South who uh, can't give up on endless wars, Lindsey Graham says we'll be going back into Afghanistan. So well, that's a prediction. Go. That's a prediction. <laughs> Nonetheless, there's like he's such an outlier. I don't. I don't even know if there's anybody in the Republican Party that is back, is, is well, saying, "Yeah, reinvasion sounds like well, a good idea." See, but here, here's here's what's beneath that. Yeah. Okay? And Lindsey Graham, I think, doesn't talk about it. He, all right. Besides that other thing, he doesn't talk about. Yeah. But this is what. I didn't mean anything by that. Stop with the cards and letters. Stop it. I didn't mean anything by that. Uh, that 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 he has harbored 
a wish to be the president of the United States along with the rest of them, right? Uh, occasionally, you've heard him dip his tiniest baby toe, and it, it always gets smacked off, and he, he doesn't run. But he thinks he could be the president of the United States, no doubt about it. So what he does by saying this, by staking out the ground of, well, Joe Biden fucked up. It's his fault. He lost the Afghanistan war individually, and his decision uh, you know, a few weeks ago to initiate what happened on the way out the door, that's going to cause the same sequence of events that led to 9-11. So we're going to get hit again by the same people or the same kind of people who we have not squashed and killed off. We've not destroyed the cockroaches. They, they keep coming back and we will have to go back in by staking out the, with military force on the ground, boots on the ground by staking out that territory contrary to everybody else that you're hearing talk about this, if that happens, he gets to play the biggest I told you so ever. Um, how, but the technology that we have now is really a lot different than it was 20, 25 years ago. There were no drones back then. You couldn't, you know, we can run remote wars right now pretty well. That doesn't mean that it's a substitute for intelligence folks on the ground, but you can bet your third dollar that um, we do have people still there. You don't know who they are. You don't know what they're dressed like. You don't know what the special forces are, are doing. We don't talk about it. Nobody talks about it. Plus, we surround that country, and we can do what needs to be done. That's the theory. Now, if you don't believe that theory, then, okay, Lindsey Graham's right. We should have stayed there forever. Just never leave. Never. Not once. And the, the argument about, well, we still have troops in Germany. We still have troops in oh, Japan. That, that, has nothing, that has nothing to do with this. It is, it is completely irrelevant. It's completely irrelevant because remember why they are there. They're not there because we're worried that the Germans are going to rise up and start a war with us again or, or that uh, the, you know, the, the Japanese. No, no. Uh, particularly in Germany, it was because the Russians, after World War II, were fucking around. Mm -hmm. And that's the same with North Korea and South Korea. That's why that's why they're still there. You could argue, you could, could pare it down, no doubt about it. You could pare it down. You don't have to spend as much money on that. Um, but it's 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 a bad comparison to to uh, the, to throw that up against the Afghanistan situation, which would be you know more troops forever there. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Let's yeah. throw one off of your agenda. What do you got? All right. Oh, you'll like this one. Um, it's can we call people snakes on a plane? Yes, please. Yeah. Can we call people snakes on a plane? Okay. Uh, okay. The uh, number of people losing their mind. And I don't. You haven't flown. I haven't flown no. for for a year and a half. Since it's been a while. We have a guy arrested on a flight from uh, L.A. to Salt Lake City, American Airlines. Tim Armstrong, good name, good American name there. Oh, God. He's screaming at the flight attendant, and uh, here's what he was shouting. Joe Biden, really? That's, that's what he's yelling? He began by yelling at the Asian woman in front of me to sit down when she was standing up to deal with a back issue. She, He proceeded to tell multiple flight attendants that she and her companion, quote, didn't belong here. 
After asking him to calm down, the guy went into a complete meltdown of racist, sexist, and belligerent comments. Well, Mr. Trump, you should have exited the plane immediately instead. Oh, how so dare they, you? They grabbed him, and he... Uh, I'm sure he was drinking. They're always drinking. I don't see anything here about him drinking. Haven't they know. shut down? Uh, they've they've shut down some drinking on some of the airlines. They've said we're just not going to have any drinking. Everybody has to put their head down. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no flaming. Teams. No, they're not supposed to be drinking at uh, at college football games either. But uh, <laughs> uh, Tim Armstrong. What, what, I, I still I don't I still don't understand any of that. I don't understand that phenomenon where people just lose their shit when they get on a plane. Yeah. I don't know if it's has it always do you think it's it's gotten worse lately? I guess it has. I mean the theory was no, that no, people no, were cooped not, up and forget that. No, no, nope, never never it was never an accept never a theory, never an acceptable explanation. Yeah. No. Planes have sucked forever. Okay? Forever. It's nothing new. Well that that goes back to your corollary about, you know, the so-called good old days when you could roam around and stuff and uh, on a plane and stuff. And it was really not not great because people could smoke and it was that you were trapped in that can with all that smoke and shit back in the day. Yeah. Dreadful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, tr try this one here. The uh, Greg Abbott Abortion Gaslight Express has left the station. All aboard. Like that one? I do like that one a lot. You heard what he said yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna catch all I mean, the rapists, right? The, well, yeah. Uh, and this was clearly a prepared answer. This was a, a, a prepared answer to the question of well, what about the fact that this completely unconstitutional, ridiculous end around law to end abortion rights. Uh, is unconstitutional. What about the fact that it doesn't allow for uh, rape and incest victims to get an abortion, uh, say, six weeks and one day after they're pregnant? Because, as you know, and by the way, I have a question on that one, too. Who the fuck knows whether it's six weeks, five weeks, seven weeks, or eight? How, wh where does that come from? God knows. But, okay, God, but, God is aware. Right, 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 right. So here's his answer. God and, knows. And, and, right. And you know, you know that he had this ready to go, and he thought that this was so clever. This was such gaslighting bullshit, okay? <laughs> <clears throat> and he was at, well, you know, why is the state of Texas going to force a, 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 a victim of, of rape to carry a pregnancy to term? Here's the answer. Rape is a crime, and Texas will work tirelessly to make sure we eliminate all rapists from the streets of Texas by aggressively going out and arresting them and prosecuting them and getting them off the streets. <laughs> All right. So there's nothing, there's nothing to worry about. It's everything's fine. Okay. Because as you know, most rapists, they're, they're usually walking down the street and they're usually wearing a shirt that has the capital letter R on it. Yeah. And if yeah. Texas was, was just a little bit more diligent in, in, in picking these people off the street, they wouldn't enter a home. They wouldn't uh, go into a restaurant and pick up someone. They wouldn't. They wouldn't find someone on on uh, on on some online dating thing and then rape them. So Texas, working tirelessly to get these people off the streets, is going to handle the problem that way. Of course, that's a non-answer. It's yeah. complete bullshit. It, yeah. it, again, it's it. That's the definition of too stupid 
to talk about. All right, so continuing on his answer. So goal number one in the state of Texas is to eliminate rape so that no woman, no person will be a victim of rape. Okay. I assume we're just going to preemptively just throw every man in jail. I don't. I don't know exactly how. No, oh, I don't no, know how, how we're going to go about again. This. Again, do, do not even attempt to argue it's, this it's on the stupid. merits because it's a gas. It's just. It's just bullshit. It. It has nothing to do with anything in terms of reality of what goes on. So you think he actually had that answer locked and loaded? Yes, and that I was do. Just something that I came. Do. I, do I don't know which is ready. worse. I don't. I don't know which is worse. That he actually had that ready to go, or it was off the top of his head. I'm not really sure yeah. which is worse. It's, it, there's, yeah, take your choice. They're both ridiculous. <laughs> uh, That's so great. <laughs> well, we're not going to have a fire department in in this town, but the thing is, we're going to prevent any fire from ever happening. Uh, so don't. It's not. We don't need a fire department. It's right, fine. right. The 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 pro and the problem with fires burning down houses is the fire. Yeah, and so we just need to prevent the fires from happening, and then we won't have to worry about that's the right. That that's just as stupid, <laughs> just as not likely to come to fruition. Me and my man Smokey over here, we're going to prevent forest fires and all kinds yeah. of house fires. So it's there's not going to be a need for a, a fire department in your town. I don't, so I don't I, see what the problem I always, is. I always like to bring up speeding, speeding yeah. in a car. What What's the problem with speeding? Well, the problem is that people speed, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. According to the Greg Abbott analogy. And so what we're going to do is we're going to get all the speeders out from behind the wheel and make sure they're not in a car to speed so there won't be speeding. You, you, by the way, you can do this with a hundred different things. You it can. makes no sense. You can. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. It's not the point. Do you? It's, but it's, do you? I mean, I've I've been heartened that there are so many people that have have reacted uh, negatively toward the what's going on in Texas, and a lot of people are protesting, and they're very. Do you? And it does seem like it is universally unpopular. I mean, there are a few people that love this and think it's the greatest thing ever, but it seems to be. A lot of people think this is truly unpopular and it could end up hurting the Republicans in midterm elections and stuff like that. Do you think that that's going to be a lasting effect I, or no? I, I hope so. I really hope yeah. so. And and here's why. Because uh, like if you have a kid, a really clever little kid, they figure out ways around oh, yeah. your, your discipline. You know, they're, they're, they're smarter than yeah. you. And, and this law in Texas is the result of some lawyers figuring out how can we in the most cynical way possible uh, create a, a situation that gets done what we want to get done, which is make abortions and the choice for them illegal mm -hmm. in Texas. Uh, the rest of the country will see this and all the fucked up crazy states like Texas will immediately copy it, which they already are. Yeah. And, uh, there's going to be a ruling, I think, soon on a case next door in Mississippi uh, that is not identical. I think it's a 15-week barrier that could actually be more decisive than this one. But we're just pushing the ball down the field a little bit more. And we're going to do it in such a way that it will initially pass constitutional muster by the uh, Supreme Court, which is made up of a lot of uh, lawyers who uh, really don't believe in the Constitution, 
they are ideologues. They are political appointees, three of them political appointees of Donald Trump. They just proved it the other day when they signed off on this and, and said, oh, well, well, it'll come back in some other form. No, should, no, you, you got to kill it in the crypt. Okay. <laughs> Not, I didn't mean that. I, hmm. I, I didn't mean that. But, but this, the, the part of the law that takes enforcement away from the state, the state being governmental authorities, anybody associated with government and placing the enforcement of it into the hands of private citizens to file civil lawsuits against uh, people who would work where abortions are performed, extending even out to the people who would drive them to the abortion, the Lyft and the Uber drivers and Lyft and Uber have said, hey, fuck that. We'll, we'll pay the $10,000. Don't worry about that. We're, we, you're covered, which I'm trying to think about what I'd be thinking if I was an Uber or a, a Lyft driver, not just in Texas, but all over the country. Because remember, those companies fight every bit of regulation tooth yeah, and nail yeah, to do. try to uh, uh, give benefits yeah. to their drivers. So, so. No, you, you can't be unionized. You ain't getting your own. You ain't getting health insurance for much. You're not getting that kind of shit. But if if you get tagged for driving driving some woman to an abortion clinic, we'll cover you for ten thousand dollars. I mean, I'm glad they're doing it, but I'm not sure that this you know puts them in in line for some kind of medal of freedom either. But at, at least they're doing it. But this idea of taking enforcement away from the state so that you can't sue the state of Texas, you can't sue the governor. You can't sue people that voted for it. You can't sue those people because they're not enforcing the law that it just becomes a, a civil lawsuit from your friend down the street who saw you in a car uh, in, in front is is so pernicious. It is. And I think it's the definition of too clever by half, isn't it? Well, you it, thought you were so yeah. smart. You thought you could get away with this shit. And, of course, you, you saw the immediate reaction, and I think this is good. Well, what about if in liberal states... They do the same thing with gun control, okay? <laughs> We're not going to confiscate all the guns. We're not going to make them illegal. But we're going to say, if I see you with a gun, you can be sued for $10,000 just because we're going to pass a law that says that. And by the way, it's a civil suit. It's not the state. And since the First Amendment or the Second Amendment is about the government shall make no law, Right. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you, you can do this, this kind of bullshit about all kinds of different aspects of the law. Uh, and even if I didn't explain that perfectly, you get the point. You get exactly. the point now, today. Today, it's abortion. Tomorrow, it's something else that you might not agree with, that you're uh, trying to relieve the, the state of the, uh, the obligation to own what they're trying to do which is get around the Constitution. It's horrible. It's pernicious. And uh, somebody is really proud of themselves, a couple, couple lawyers, right, who came up with this. Oh, th this sounds like the kind of thing that they would talk about in law school late at night in a bar um, and, and bat it around between themselves that, hey, here's an idea. Here's how we could fuck up abortion rights. Here's how we could get wrote. Let's do this. And, and then... Uh, Somebody at the table said, well, you're nuts. You can't do that. That's crazy. Well, no, it isn't. <laughs> and they did. And and we'll see. So if, if you add that law with the 
suppression of voter rights laws mm. that, by the way, Greg Abbott was equally, equally gaslighting on as he signed that one, because I think the, the uh, two-word phrase, voter integrity, fell out of his mouth about 40 times in 90 seconds to try to, to lie and continue to justify solutions to problems that don't exist. Exactly. Okay. And, and, and so those two things, and I, I, I told you this, this, this uh, very, very good friend of mine, Jimmy, who I've known since I was 10 years old, lived in Texas for 30 years. He's from Cleveland. And uh, just last week, just last week, he finally had Texas in his rear view mirror, moved back to Ohio, oh, geez. Moved back to the Cleveland area after 30 years. He said, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it there anymore. Just in time um, to uh, head just up for the time. just in time for the Guardians opening day next year. That's going to be amazing. I'm glad, he, glad he's moving back. Absolutely, yeah. America's other great governor, uh, Ron DeSantis, was dealt a blow today as uh, uh, a judge ruled that Florida schools can issue issue mask mandates while the DeSantis appeal plays out. So, fortunately, uh, DeSantis was dealt another bad hand here. I did see, and I haven't seen this story, but I did see. I didn't see a good headline of it. There was a kid that was addressing um, a school board meeting. This was in Rutherford County, Tennessee, where Murfreesboro is. He was talking about how his grandmother died because she got COVID because someone didn't wear a mask. And the people behind him started laughing. The anti-mask people started laughing and interrupted him and started yelling at him and hooting at him mm -hmm. after his grandmother had died. And the school board guy had to go, hey, cut it out. We're not here to do that. We're here to act professionally. So they actually laughed and hooted at a kid whose grandmother died because of COVID. Well, you know, that story made the news. I'll bet there's a hundred of those a day Probably. that we just don't hear about. Uh, and uh, as far as a, a poor, beleaguered, unfairly ruled against Governor Ron DeSantis by an out of control, unelected uh, person in a black robe, not allowing Governor DeSantis to not allow school districts to mandate masks in their school district. How dare they? How dare they go after this this great, great man, Ron DeSantis? Uh, look, um, you know, we're, we're at a point where, um, and we talked a lot about this on the previous podcast, where I don't know what the president is going to say, I think tomorrow, Thursday, as we uh, speak here, he's going to you know, talk again. And um, my guess is, and uh, you can decide now ahead of time whether this is going to cause more division. He promised to bring us together, blah, 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 blah. But you got to think at some level, the screws are going to start tightening even more on uh, people in certain positions of government, certainly all across the board being told they have to get vaccinated and more support, more support for private businesses saying, you know, uh, no shirt, no shoes, no mask, no vaccine, no admittance. And that can be airlines, restaurants, concerts, you name it, public events. And uh, what's that going to bump into, Britt? That's going to bump into football games. It is. Okay. And uh, I, I just got a thing, you know, I, I get this this dopey e email from Ohio State all the time with their alumni shit on there. And 
there it is on their page. Ohio State University is not, not uh, mandating masks or vaccines to sit in that stadium. They're going out of the way to make sure that you know that. As they host Oregon on Saturday in a yeah, massive game. And um, I, I don't know. How, it, it's nothing to brag about. I think it's it's just stupid. It's yeah. it's it's just dumb, especially especially now that we know really a lot more about the the overall transmission characteristics, and we know that if we go pedal to the metal for a certain number of weeks, that things will get better, and as millions more people are being vaccinated every week in the country. I think we're still above a million per day. Uh, you're taking a lot of more people out of the pool. And, um, you know, hopefully this will go the way that the other countries have seen it, which is it, it peaks and then it starts down. But you know what? The United States is, we're kind of a unique country, aren't special, we? Special, special, the word we're, we're special. Very, very yeah. special, if, if not just for the reason that, you know, we have different kinds of weather all over the country. Yeah. And we'll have people being indoors a lot more very, very soon. And it's it's as if last year never happened. It's as if we never, we didn't learn a damn thing, did we? No, it's, we didn't. It just went by. We just There's closed our eyes, bit our lips and said, just get rid of 2020. 2021 will be great. All these people last year that were like, man, I wish we just had a vaccine. I just wish we had a vaccine. Uh, now we can't get half of the country to well, take it. Oh, yeah, we're way past thing. that. Yeah. That's so ridiculous. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but uh, the, the best, the, the, the only good news today that I've seen, I've seen it uh, presented in, in several different forms, different ways, um, is that the bad number that you've seen, that you've heard in various forms that makes you believe that, oh, a lot more people who are vaccinated are in the hospital now. What's up with that? It's not working anymore, right? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm characterizing it. Nice job, liberal. Right. Um, which then turns into, well, then the unvaccinated people are going to use that to say, why should I get vaccinated? Right. Which, of course, again, that's, that's stupid. But it turns out that anywhere from depending on uh, how you read the, the numbers, anywhere from two-thirds to uh, three-quarters or even more of the uh, breakthrough cases, break on through to the other side, the breakthrough cases, vaccinated people who actually do end up in the hospital, which, remember, is a teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny percentage of people who are vaccinated but who get breakthrough cases end up in the hospital they're almost all um, up to you know, three quarters of them are over the age of I've seen 70, mm -hmm. 78 and have three or more comorbidities. In other oh, words, yeah. this is the same original group back yeah. when the vaccine first came out that we said these are the people that have to get it first because they're the most in danger. So it makes complete sense that here a year later that that same group of people the vaccine didn't cure their 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 diabetes their their high blood pressure their you know their their low immunity because of the cancer that they they had 15 years ago that they lived through they still have all those comorbidities and even with the the vaccine which is less effective in those people 
to begin with, because of those comorbidities, they are the huge majority of the breakthrough cases. In other words, yeah. if you're vaccinated and you're taking relatively normal precautions, you're, 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 you're just not being an idiot. You're not surrounding yourself in some kind of rave with 500 sweaty people all over you unmasked at midnight downtown that your chances of, of, of getting a breakthrough case of COVID are very, very low. And of course, because you are not 78 with three things that are likely to kill you anyway soon, you're not going to have a serious case. That's just the fact. So the bottom line is the vaccines, they are doing exactly what they're supposed to do. And the only argument right now, and I, I don't think it's a bad argument, it's not a bad discussion to have, is to uh, the necessity right now of a third shot for the the people not in that, that breakthrough category that we're talking about. Do we need those that quickly? And you can, you can make a, a reasoned argument either way, but I would go with the uh, better safe than sorry, and, and let's get uh, people with the you know, third shot who, who want it because I, I mean I don't know how to, to to put it but hey fuck you if you haven't gotten numbers one and two yeah okay uh, by me getting number three I'm not denying you no you're not okay no, you're I, not. I'm just not you you've already made that decision and again is that going to be another reason why I'm not I'm not getting vaccinated with people I'm not getting vaccinated because these people are hogging it they're getting a third one <laughs> Brett Brett you could come up with a stupid a million, excuse a million every time um, you know. I was going to get it, but you're getting one that's that's number three for you. Not fair. Not I'll put fair. this. I'll put this one up in closing. Howard Stern roasts anti-vax radio host who died. Says the uh, make their vaccine mandatory. Fuck them and fuck their freedom. Says uh, Howard Stern. Robin, I invented dying of COVID. Everybody else thought about it. I was the one who yeah, actually died. Die of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're ripping me off again, uh, Robin. Uh, Britt, Brit, I hate to say this. Uh, Howard ripping us off. We we're saying that. <laughs> How long ago were we saying that? Fuck it. Come on, Sirius XM. Where's our money? This Come guy's on. ripping Where's us off. Money? Yeah, give us a give us a game. look. Look, I mean, so so that that's the question we leave you with today, which is um, what levers are left to pull? Yeah. At the the government level to get more people vaccinated, when of course when you say that, well, the more you tell them they gotta have it, the more they're gonna dig in. Well, you know what? Why don't you stop digging in and go dig your own grave and just jump in it and save us the, the amount of money that it's going to get billed to uh, the health insurance system and to medicine in general and quit, you know, quit stressing out the entire medical system. Uh, and by the way, uh, for the record, we can talk about this tomorrow. Remember, Sarah Palin was right but for the wrong reasons. Yes, there are death panels in this country now, yeah. and they are they are at every hospital being forced to make decisions on who gets care and who doesn't get care. And why is that? Not because of Obamacare, not because of a big government takeover of health care in, in 2010 through the Affordable Care Act. No, there are death panels now, and they're not called that, but they are that, because we have too many idiots in this country who... Uh, don't believe anything they hear from anybody with a brain, with an education, with a science background that's been spending 40 years of their life developing vaccines and, and saving people's lives. No, they believe Alex Jones and Sean Hannity 
and, and Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, their medical advice, uh, Joe Rogan. Okay, and that's why our medical system is 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 under such stress. I, mean, I, I think where we are, Britt, that the ICU is only ninety percent full. Yeah, but we're, we're doing lucky. great here. Oh, we're yeah, lucky. The- yeah, there's still some beds. There's <laughs> oh. still some room. Still the healthcare workers here have got it made, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. You you yeah. should be moving here right now if you're in healthcare at all. So so we do we do have death panels. They 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 just have a, a, a different name, which is we've only got three ICU beds and we've got five people out in the hallway. We have to make a decision. We have to make a decision.